I want to make disability as visible as possible and I want us all to be represented. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled and why they're proud to be themselves. Shannon, welcome to Disabled and Proud. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you for having me on. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. And thank you so much for giving up your time to be on the podcast today. I am really looking forward to this because I think you might have been one of the first limb difference creators that I ever followed on Instagram. So I'm really looking forward to this chat. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. Wow. (laughs) So first question that I ask every single guest and I actually really need to change the way that I say this because I think I've repeated this on at least 20 episodes but it is how do you refer to your disability so I refer to mine as a limb difference Mm -hmm. um so my limb difference is ectrodactyly which is the super long scientific term for it Mm -hmm. um but yeah I refer to myself as either disabled or a person with a limb difference yeah and for you you were born disabled like me am I right yeah 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 um yeah so I was born with a congenital limb difference Mm -hmm. um it is a genetic limb difference so okay unlike sort of amniotic band syndrome and things like that that happen in the womb um mine is in my genetics so it would have happened regardless um so yeah it is genetic I am the only person in my family though with ectrodactyly which is interesting seen as though it is genetic yeah wow like this is this is what I love about having these conversations is that this is stuff that I would never in a million years know like uh, like there's nowhere to turn to find this information unless mm. we have these kind of conversations and isn't that amazing that on paper we both are limb different and yet our disability and how we relate to it and how it will like impact and impede our lives is completely different yeah yeah and I love oh. that like oh <laughs> I know I was shocked to find out how many different types of limb differences there was or there yeah. are um I, I grew up thinking I was literally the only person in the world with, yeah. two fi- with two fingers, like until I discovered Instagram. And then I realized how many people have a limb difference. And then on top of that, how many different limb differences there are. Yeah. Um, including like genital, non-congenital, like it's just, there's so much variety. But I think the beautiful thing is we all relate to each other, even though yeah. it's so different there's so much in common as well. Yeah, like exactly that point. I think that's such an important point for limb difference, but also like disability in general, because I know I say it a lot, but on paper you could have the exact same diagnosis, but how you like interact with your disability and how the world interacts with you is going to be completely individual for every single person. There's literally no such thing as one size fits all when it comes to disability and I think a lot of people forget that yeah yeah a hundred percent disability looks different on every single person there is no one way 
to be disabled and I think that is a common misconception is disability looks a certain way which is completely not true and within that I think you know a lot of people in the like in the limb difference community do not identify as disabled as well yeah so that's another sort of sub level to it is even if you've got a limb difference you might not necessarily identify as disabled whereas some do I personally do um but yeah there's so many layers to it so many levels to it um and like you say everyone has that different experience which is why everyone chooses to also identify in a different way yeah a hundred percent so it's really interesting that you said that when you were younger you thought you were like the only person in the world with two fingers and I was wondering if you could you know talk to us a bit about what your childhood was like because I know what mine was like as a limb difference kid and I had a great time but that's not always everybody's experience so I was wondering what yours was like yeah um so yeah my initial sort of experience as a baby not that I can remember but (laughs) from what I know um was quite a lot because Mm -hmm. I had to go through multiple surgeries. So I was actually Mm -hmm. born with one finger on each hand and two toes on each foot. And I went went through multiple surgeries to basically transplant a toe from each of my feet onto my hands to make me a thumb, um, to basically give me two fingers on each hand. Mm -hmm. So that was um, obviously... (laughs) a lot to go through yeah that's a lot a baby um so I don't remember any of that thankfully so my actual childhood that I remember was absolutely fine um I don't particularly have any standout memories negative memories of yeah. being different until high school uh-huh. um that's when sort of it became an issue for me not yeah. physically but mentally um Mm -hmm. that's when I really started to struggle so up until probably the age of maybe 12 I didn't really think about the fact that I was different or not that Mm -hmm. I can remember um but yeah from that that moment of joining high school um becoming a teenager integrating with children who you haven't grown up with who are coming from different schools um everyone's getting to that age where you want to impress people you want to fit in you want to look like everybody else um yeah that was when it sort of became like a problem for me mentally mm-hmm. um so I'd say I probably suffered mentally more yeah in my teenage years rather than physically which people would expect it to be a physical barrier whereas I found yeah. it men- mental um probably up until about four years ago when I actually started my Instagram yeah and changed my attitude and the way that I perceived myself up until that point of maybe being 21-ish. So yeah, all the way throughout teenagers to that age, I struggled quite a lot. Yeah, and I think, firstly, thank you for for saying that because it's not easy to talk about when, when you like look back when you've had a difficult time, it's not easy to look back and be like, actually, I was, I was a bit unhappy or like, you know, actually like, shit was hard for me like it wasn't mm-hmm. always the easiest so like thank you so much for sharing that and I think it's super but I think it's super important that we have these conversations because my I had the complete opposite experience and yet we still have the same disability so mm. like it's it's so interesting to 
to see the different experiences that we all have. But I think what you said about changing how you saw yourself is really key and really integral because I think you've almost got to like at the end of the day, like you're your own best friend because you're the longest relationship that you have with yourself in your entire life. And so for you, what was it that like sparked this journey of changing your perception of yourself? Honestly, I think it was because I'd so like intensely hated who I was for so many years. Like I can't describe how horrible that feeling was of um, constantly hiding, like wearing long sleeves, not putting my hand up in class, being constantly paranoid that I was being stared at, not just like at school, but in any situation, if I went shopping and out on the street, just constantly feeling like an animal in a cage that was at a zoo being stared at. Honestly, it was such a horrible feeling. Um, And I was just sick of feeling restrained by that and like confined. And I didn't want to like be restricted on, I I mean, I wouldn't put myself forward for certain opportunities because I'd be thinking about, well, are people going to see my hands? Are people going to see my feet? Um, Yeah. So I got to that age where I just thought life is so short um and something needs to change I'm not sure how it's going to change but I know something needs to be done so I don't feel that way anymore because it's just so like exhausting mentally to be constantly in that mind frame um so I actually started to read a book called The Secret I don't know if you've come across it (laughs) um all about sort of manifesting more of attraction the way that our thoughts change our lives and how we feel um and honestly that that book changed my life I will say that um it really made me take a step back and think oh my gosh the way that I'm thinking is having this impact on my life like I am I'm willing all of this into existence because of how negative I think about myself yeah um something needs to change and I need to stop doing that and don't get me wrong it wasn't a case of waking up the next day and be like I love who I am, you know, this yeah. is me walking out with my hands in the air, like, you know, <laughs> check me out. Um, it definitely wasn't that yeah. at all. Um, but one day I just made the conscious decision to start an Instagram blog and it was never meant to be public. No one was ever really yeah. meant to read it. It was meant to just be a space for me to document progress and document my feelings. Yeah. And if I managed to go out of the house one day without long sleeves on I'd post a picture of that and be like maybe a way of holding myself accountable yeah it's been documented somewhere um and it was good for me to be able to look back and be like you know this is what I've achieved personally mm-hmm. and then through like using hashtags limb difference and things like that I met other people online with limb differences yeah. and I was like oh I, it's not just me like I'm wait a minute I'm not the only one <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute um wow this is incredible and I remember coming across one particular girl who had a hand just like me and she'd got engaged and she was wearing a ring which is something I never thought I would be able to do yeah. I didn't want to draw attention to my hands I never wanted to be in that position where I had to wear a ring so I was super like embarrassed about that and yeah. I was like do you know what if I can see this girl living her life and doing that and she's the exact same as me, then there's no reason why I can't do that. Yeah. Um, and that's what sort of then snowballed it into me being more motivated and feeling more encouraged to take this one step further and really push myself with what I felt like I could do. 
Um, and then as I kept posting more, people kept following me. And then I was getting messages from people saying I'd had that effect on them where they'd yeah. seen my posts and they then felt confident to do something because they'd seen me do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it's like a full circle moment. Yeah. And that feeling is like nothing I could describe, that amazing feeling knowing that I'd taken the step to do something and it's made my life a little bit better, but I've also been able to share that and be completely raw and honest with how I'm feeling. And that's helped somebody else. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Something something I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, so yeah, it literally went from there. And then because because I was getting these amazing messages, it just made me like carry on. Yeah. And here we are, like four years later now, 2019, I think that started. So yeah, it's been um, a it's been a ride. <laughs> it's so interesting because I very, very clearly remember seeing the first post of yours that I was like oh like I you're like we're kind of similar I mean like very different but also kind of similar (laughs) and it was because it was something that really upset me so I know it upset you and I remember your post about it and it was when the witches made Anne Hathaway have her hands completely different and it was the whole conversation between why is it acceptable to put a villain mm-hmm. or like you know make a villain disabled because that is only ever going to perpu- like perpetuate all of the issues that the disabled community have you're literally yeah. just making it 10 times harder and I remember it so well because I remember thinking like oh my goodness this girl like because you, I think you wrote on your hands, didn't you? Something like "You're beautiful" or like "I'm not a witch." Yeah. And I remember reading that and thinking, the world needs to see that because at this point in time, Hollywood has just given arguably one of their biggest female stars the worst role ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, during that time, I'd not really started posting videos at all at that time. Yeah, and I, rem- I remember this all came out. And I'd seen an article about it and I, the feeling that I got in my stomach, I was just so full of like, I needed to do something. Like I needed to say something. And and at this point I maybe had like 400 followers. So it, you know, I didn't, I I wasn't intending to go and speak to a massive audience of people, but I just knew I had to say something and put, and just a way to document how I was feeling and just get it out. And I just came home from work put my hair up in a bobble, had a jumper on, no makeup, anything, and just spoke to my camera and just, like, posted it. Yeah. And then that video just, like, went. And loads, <laughs> so many people were just watching it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I did not expect this at all. Um, and then over the next few days, that's when I just decided, you know, I was I was thinking about my hands and I was like, the, my hands look exactly like this witch that has been yeah shown in this horrible film about how you know she's such an evil character and this is a characteristic she's being given to enhance that scary vibe yeah and I was like I'm my hands aren't scary if you'd have asked me five years ago I'd have said yes they are but mm-hmm. I'm not in that mindset anymore and I don't want this to I don't want a three-year-old with the same disability as me to see that and and then that reaffirm the message in their head that it is something yeah. that's scary mm-hmm. um so I was looking at my hands, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write beautiful on my hand and just take yeah. a picture and post it. And 
I never ever thought that it would be a picture that made a difference or anything, but that just pit that picture went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever I speak to people on podcasts, that is a picture that always gets brought up. And I, I still to this day don't realize how many people actually saw that picture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was like the key, I think, into where my Instagram journey sort of went to where it is now. Yeah, that was like the very start of it. And I love that because like you, I, I I love it when people kind of like fall into what they're doing and they're like, I just, I just wanted to speak some truth. And like now it's snowballed and here we are. Like I, I think that's always like the best way when you start something, it's always the best way to do it rather than being like, I'm going to do this because I want this out of it and I'm going to get this much money and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like you really got like, it's got really good intentions behind that. But everything that you just said is like actually... And what I loved is that you spoke about you never want to see like a younger person with the same disability as you and feel mm-hmm. like, you know, that they're different and like that they're not beautiful because that's something that I think about quite a lot as well as it. I always think, what if there's a younger version of me who's not as confident or a younger person with a different disability and they can hear like these conversations and even listen to them and be like, oh, like, they're doing okay so that means that I can do okay and like for me I think that's the biggest thing in the world and it sounds pretty similar to you so I think that there's nothing better than being able to help younger people on that journey of actually being like like, yeah you are disabled but actually it's freaking awesome yeah (laughs) yeah a hundred percent and it's because I know there is people out there at that stage I was at as as a 16 year old and I hate that I hate knowing that there's people who haven't got out of that mindset yet and they're probably trying really hard to get to a better place but can't see how they're going to get there. Yeah, And that just honestly really breaks my heart because I know that that was me and I didn't have anything to go out and watch and to consume on Instagram. And I I fell into it by accident. So, you know, it's sad to think that there are people out there and I don't want there to be people out there. That's the point. I want to make disability as visible as possible. And yeah. I want us all to be represented. So then the generation that's growing up now can see themselves represented on TV, advert, social media. Like it's not yeah. a taboo thing and it's just a normal thing that you see. Yeah, people are different. Yeah. That's fine. Move on. Like it's not something that needs to be shamed or you need to feel embarrassed about. Yeah. Um, and when that film came out, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> like, I need to say something about this because if I can just help one person realise that this is wrong, then that's fine. But it went a lot further than that, which is something I could never have expected. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say, you know, around 16, that age, that that was like a really unhappy period for you because that, like, that is a formative age particularly surrounding like career and what you're going to do next in your life is it it a levels is it college is it uni or are you going to go into work and I was wondering for you how how was that time affected because of your disability or like it might not have even been something that you thought about yeah that time was so it never um impacted me academically like I was always actually very bright at school and I got really good GCSEs and A-levels but it was more the personal life 
Yeah. And I was terrified that I would never have anybody because of my disability. You know, you see friends that are getting boyfriends and they're you know, chatting yeah. to people, the texting people. I never had that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I didn't put myself out there. I don't think it was because no one particularly fancied me, but I convinced myself nobody would. Therefore, I didn't yeah. put myself out there to go date a guy or whatever because I was like, well, I'm going to get rejected anyway, so there's no point. Like sort of saving myself that awful Almost feeling. like cutting your own nose off to spite your face because yeah. you know, like, if I if I don't put myself out there, I don't get hurt and therefore it doesn't reaffirm the idea that I have about myself. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And I genuinely believed at that time in my life that it meant that I was less than my friends. Like, mm. say if me and my friends were lined up, and there was a group of guys, I would never get picked. That's how I imagined it in my head. And yeah. thoughts like that as a sixteen-year-old. I mean, as a sixteen-year-old, there's not you know a lot of things that you think are important in life, and yeah. one of the main things you're thinking about is boys or girls or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that was one thing that really did sort of affect me was thinking no one's ever going to look at me like that. I had loads of amazing friends. Like I had a really big friendship group Mm -hmm. and I I thought to myself, I'm always just going to be seen as like, oh, Shannon's like the funny girl who everyone loves to be friends with, but she's never someone who you want to date because oh, she's different and, you know, she's got a disability. And I I always saw myself as like damaged and that's awful because I would never – look at anybody else like that yeah but the internal ableism in me that's how I genuinely saw myself um and now I look back I'm like that is honestly horrible that I ever thought that about myself and it doesn't make sense either because I would never think that about another person so it's weird how your mind works and makes you believe it about yourself yeah the mind is like a complex being but neuroscience is fascinating like once you if you like ever dip your toe into neuroscience like it completely changes your life like I don't care who you are or like what your disability is like put your toe into neuroscience and your whole brain is about to get exploded (laughs) (laughs) I would say I've never I've never looked into it but maybe (laughs) oh honestly like it's so it's all about how like your brain is wired and like the thoughts the thoughts that you have and the thoughts that you repeat and and the reasons as to like why the thoughts that you repeat are negative get stronger and the ones that you don't repeat that t- tend to be positive like mm. don't build as such a strong pathway and oh it's like super fascinating so like it's all to do with like the synapses in your brain so like every time you have a thought it creates like a the best way to describe it is almost like a train track so then mm. if you have that thought more and more and more the train track gets more used and more used and more used and it almost becomes like an automatic thing. Mm. Whereas if you know that you're having those thoughts, you have to almost interrupt them because if you interrupt them, you think about them less, the, the bonds get weaker. And if mm. you can think about something else, so like more positive thoughts, they get stronger. And then as you, as you kind of like grow is not the right word, but like as you develop, your brain develops, your brain does this thing where it like it, it cuts out what's no longer needed. So like those negative thoughts or those positive thoughts, whichever ones that you're reaffirming, your brain essentially scoops them out. So like that it's like, it's useless matter to it. So it kind of just like scoops mm. them away. It's very, very, very like really basic, like 
description of it, but like that's yeah. the basis of it. And it's just, it's fa- it's so fascinating what the mind and what the brain can do and how they work in conjunction with each other. Like so good. Blows my mind every time I read about it. I'm like, I'm kind of glad I have this information, but equally also not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to look into that actually, because I feel like I would be super interested. so for (laughs) you what was it like when you were choosing careers because some people their disability never even it doesn't even touch a side of what they want to do but for some other people it's something that they do consider and how how they will work in the workspace and and all of that type of thing and I was wondering was it ever consideration for you that you thought oh like if I do this, will I be able to do this? Or if I want to do that, can I do that? Was that ever something that you went through? Yeah, definitely. Um, It's almost like I sort of ruled things out straight away. So I told myself I could never be a teacher because I would never want to get in front of a class of students and write on a whiteboard with my hands. Yeah. Something as simple as that. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, so I can't be a teacher. Like completely ruled that out of my head. Even though thinking maybe back, maybe that's something that I might have wanted to try, but I just automatically like ruled it out. Like, no, yeah. I'm never going to feel comfortable enough to stand in front of children. Children also ask lots of questions, which is great because yeah. they're, you know, they want to know why someone looks different and they should absolutely be educated on that. But as like a 16 year old, I didn't think that, that was a yeah. good thing. And I was like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there was definitely certain things that I'd ruled out because I'd convinced myself that I wouldn't be able to do it, even though mm-hmm. I absolutely would. Um, it was more of a mental sort of thing than a physical. Yeah. I was, I knew I could physically be a teacher, but mentally I didn't know if I could cope with those daunting situations. Yeah. Um, so I went to university to do, I wanted to be a psychologist basically. Um mm-hmm. But because of my limb difference and my insecurities, I actually didn't make it past like the second week of university because mentally I was in such a bad place, like meeting new people. As you can imagine, when you, I don't know if you went to university, but when you go to university, you say, Holt, you, you know, you don't know anybody and you've, yeah. got, to, you've got to put yourself out there because if you don't, You're gonna have no then friends. exactly. And as someone with a disability with major self-esteem issues that was like an impossible task for me to put myself out there and speak to people and make new connections and friendships because I was convinced 100% that as soon as those people discovered about my hands and my feet they'll be like oh no I don't want to be friends with Shannon so therefore like <laughs> it's breaking my heart that you felt that way but I'm like again like I said like thank you for sharing this because I know it's not easy and I know I just interrupted you in the middle of a flow so I do apologize <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, I think that when I think back to that time, that is the lowest I've ever been in my whole entire life at 18. Um, Because ultimately I let my insecurities ruin my whole university experience and Mm -hmm. I was having panic attacks to the point where I was crying, but there was no tears coming out. It was just, my body was making like a physical movement of like sobbing with no tears like it was just like my whole body was affected physically by the anxiety and stress that this situation was putting on me that I'd created in my own head like no one had said anything to me about my limb difference no one had made me given me any evidence 
to say that they didn't want to be my friend because of my limb difference but I'd like cultivated all of that in my head that that was my reality so I just shut myself away in my like dorm room um I wouldn't even go into the kitchen and like interact with the six other people that was sharing my flat like honestly it was such an isolating time to the point where like I just had to leave I remember driving home one one day so I went to university in Sheffield uh-huh. and I live near Leeds so it's like a 40 minute drive I just literally got in my car drove for 40 minutes like completely sobbing and I just pulled up at home and my mum was already stood at the door waiting for me because my boyfriend had texted her to say I think Shannon's on her way home because um, <laughs> I'd like sort of rang him crying at university like I just can't do it um so she was waiting for me and yeah so I, I tried to travel for like a couple of days because I didn't have to live there but yeah ultimately that got the better of me and I went to the doctors and I was like yeah all all these physical feelings you know the chest pains and everything that you're feeling you're not poorly you've you've got like severe anxiety and I was like wow I'd never experienced anything to that extent before Mm -hmm. until that moment so in terms of my career I was like oh my gosh what what now I've quit university because of the mental impact yeah. that my disability is having on me what am I going to do yeah I was literally unemployed for six months whilst I was trying to find because f- for me I thought I could never work at Asda on the on the checkouts because I can't handle money it's too fiddly so yeah. you know if someone needs change and I've got to try and get the five pences and the one pences like I'm never going to cope in that situation yeah. I could do it but it would be very faffy and I'd get embarrassed and I'd be like no I can't do that um because of my limb difference on my feet I really struggle with like mobility and standing up for long periods so I was like I can't work in a warehouse because I'm not gonna be able to stand up for that long I need to be sat down I was like what am I gonna do yeah so yeah where am I gonna go 100% so I mean the whole uni experience and then the six months following uni was like super dark time when I Mm -hmm. think back to those times every time I go to Sheffield I get that it's like sort of like PTSD, like that feeling. Yeah. Because that's what I associate Sheffield with now is that awful time in my life. Um, so eventually I found an apprenticeship in law. Mm-hmm. And for the past seven years, I've worked in law. So it did all work out. And I always say everything happens for a reason. Like that is my motto. Everything happens yeah. for a reason. <laughs> Like I had it's mine too. <laughs> I've always like always, always, always said that. And sometimes it's hard to know what that reason is whilst you're in like the deep pits of it and it's really, yeah. really hard time. But I came out of that on the other side and I got a apprenticeship in law. Um I worked my way up to like a senior um legal assistant and I only recently just left that in December mm-hmm. and I now work with a prosthetic company. So mm. It's like it all worked out the way it was meant to be. I'm happiest that I've ever been right now. Yeah. I'm doing what I know I was put on this earth to do right now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really tough time. and But I've got to where I am. And, yeah, it all, everything is always on time. And everything is always a way that it's meant to be. I truly believe. Yeah. And, like, Thank you for sharing that because as I said earlier, like I know it's not easy to talk about dark times, but I like to think that if in those dark times that you can look back 
and even pick out one positive attribute about yourself, you've learned something about yourself. And I was wondering, during your tough times, is there something that you look back on and you're pretty proud of the way that you handled something or a particular positive attribute that stands out in your mind? Yeah, I think I want to say not giving up. I know I gave up with the university in terms of I I quit university, but I didn't give up in terms of life. Yeah. You know, things can get really, really hard and people can get to a really, really horrible place. And I'd never, even when I quit university, I was like, right, but I need to find a job. I can't just not do anything. Like I need to keep going. I need to find something. And I think it's just like that determination of, right, okay, it's not worked out, but it will work out. Something will come along. And just like having that trust in the process of knowing that this is a really tough time, but it's not going to be like this forever and not giving up at that point when you're in the dark space because it's super easy to do that. Um, So I think maybe just strength, like it requires a lot of strength to get out of that. Um, So yeah, I think I can take that from that situation. Yeah. And I, what I love what you said is that yes you did quit uni but you didn't quit because I think there's a big big difference in quitting something that you know is not serving you right for example like uni you knew it wasn't serving you for whatever reason it just wasn't meant to be and it wasn't going to work out so you quit it but actually that was the best decision that you made for yourself at that point in time but you didn't quit on like you know wanting to find a job and like wanting to carry on and I think that there's always such a big difference in like knowing when to stop and it's right for you, but making sure that you still move forward with that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I just want everyone to know that like, don't give up Yeah, because it gets brighter and it gets sunnier. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting you say that because actually I was about to ask you what piece of advice you would give to now two pieces of advice. One, for a younger version of yourself. So imagine like young Shannon sat next to you. But also, it could be the same piece of advice, could be different, totally up to you. A piece of advice for someone who's younger with the same disability as you. Okay. Yes, I think I've got a piece of advice that covers both of those. Yeah. And it's something that I'm super passionate about. And I would just would like to say if I could literally have sit down and have a conversation with like 13 year old Shannon, stop watering yourself down mm-hmm. to fit this mold that you don't fit in. Yeah. You're trying to squish yourself into a mold that isn't fit for you. Yeah. You're already in your own mold. Stop trying to jump out of that into something else because you are who you are. You yeah. don't need to change. You don't need to water yourself down or, not be who you are and hide yourself for what for what reason yeah. because you're trying to impress other people or you're trying to make an impression on other people really it doesn't matter what other people think it's about you and your life and ultimately those other people might you know they don't care what you think so why do you care what they think like yeah I spent a lot of years caring too much and trying to be trying to be different I remember praying for five fingers and five toes which is super sad I I don't know what I thought would happen I don't know if I'd you know thought I'd wake up one day and just be like magic like (laughs) 
but yeah I remember thinking like you know I really wish one day I would wake up and I'd have normal feet and you know I hate that word now there's no such thing as normal every single one of us is different in every single way like there's no such thing as normal and I, I think I would just tell younger me stop trying to be normal yeah there is no such thing as normal celebrate who you are and it's the differences that you've got that are gonna that are so valuable like I have got so much valuable like knowledge and like understanding for other people because of how I am and that makes me who I am and it's ultimately led me to where I am today working with in a prosthetic company for people with limb differences which is honestly just amazing like I just would want every single younger person to to feel like they don't have to try and change themselves because there's nothing wrong with how they are yeah oh god when you said that about how you prayed for like having five five fingers and five toes like what made my heart like actually like break a little bit because I can so I can so imagine and I can so see as to why that was like an acceptable thing for you to do at that point in your life because where is the representation where are you seeing yourself where like where can you go somewhere and see someone who looks like you or you know or even like disability in general like it didn't exist Mm -hmm. and so like no wonder you felt the way you felt because you felt like and, and you said it like you felt like you were the only one in the world and that oh, I just want to give like younger version of you like the biggest hug and be like, right gal, like we got this. <laughs> Honestly, me too. Like I think that all the time, like if I could just, if I could let younger me peel back a window and just see into 2023 yeah, and, and have a look at my Instagram feed and just see what I've done and see every, you know, connection that I've made. Yeah. Like she would be like, no way. She would just not believe it. Yeah. And that would just live, like give past me the boost that she needed to get through those really awful, terrible times. And I think like the world is getting better with representation and inclusion. And you see it now um, in magazines, like amazing yeah. um, advertisements that have got a range of body types and different disabilities. I'm like, yes, that's what we need to see. Yeah. But when I don't remember seeing anything like that as a child, which, like you say, made me feel very alienated. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I'm not seeing anyone else like me. I am the only person. Therefore, people are going to look at me and think, oh, that's weird. Because I don't see it anywhere. Yeah. And that's that's what makes people stare, is because, as well, if you are like an able-bodied person, you don't have a disability and you don't have difference, you don't know anyone with a difference. If you see someone in the street who looks different you are probably going to stare because it's human nature to be like, oh, that's different. Oh, like, and take a second glance because they're not seeing it on TV and they're not seeing it represented. But if they they start to see it, they're going to be like, it's not going to be a bigger deal to other people as well when they see you in the street because like, oh yeah, I saw someone on TV that looks like that. Like, it's it's fine. Exactly, exactly that. And what you said about when you were younger and there was no representation – it was like the exact same for me. So I'm not that much older than you. And I always think about when I was little, like I never, ever saw myself in like a magazine. I never, ever saw myself on TV. Never, ever saw myself as like a romantic love interest on TV, film, 
radio like that it didn't exist and like to a certain extent it still doesn't but you are right we are getting better Mm. but like no wonder younger versions of, of like you and me not so much but I think that's probably because I'm a bit of a gobby asshole sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but like no wonder there's a real you know there is a problem for younger disabled people when they can't see themselves because where do they turn to and like thank Mm. god I know that Instagram is sometimes the worst thing in the world but equally like thank god for it so that people can kind of reach out and actually realize that like as you said like they're completely perfect the way that they are yeah yeah, hundred percent. And I, they, they are the two things that changed my life: is the law of attraction and Instagram. Yeah. And if I said to someone like Instagram changed my life, they'd be like, "What? <laughs> yeah. Like that sounds ridiculous." But genuinely, yeah. If I had not have met the community of people and made the connections, like one of my closest friends who is coming to my wedding, I met on Instagram through the hashtag Limb Difference. Like, yeah. she's now one of my besties like we work together now it's just like an incredible mind-blowing like thing that has come from me posting a few pictures on Instagram like honestly it changed my life um and it's just amazing that there's that community of people because I think ultimately that's how we change our mindset is like pulling off other people and getting that support and getting that positivity and seeing ourselves in other people um so yeah it's amazing Oh, I love that. So (laughs) I like to ask everybody about the weird questions that they get. Because, you know, as a disabled person, you're going to get some bizarre questions, right? Yeah. And actually, like, I I think if we don't laugh about them, if we actually thought about them a bit too much, we probably all cry because some of them are absolutely ridiculous. And I was just wondering, like, have you got any particular weird questions that stick out in your mind? So... Someone once asked me how I eat, and I was like, um, so basically what I do is I put the food in my mouth, and then I chew it, and then... Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, um, sorry, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they just couldn't comprehend how I, how I could possibly, like, pick up a piece of food and eat it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can still hold, like, a fork. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's just like people it's like they have no imagination or they cannot think outside the box like that's where most of these stupid questions come from um I've had someone ask me if the reason so I've I've been very open I mean I'm 26 and I've said you know right now I don't want children like it's not in my immediate future don't know if it's in my future at all but right now I'm like just doesn't interest me yeah like if it happened next week it would like be one of the worst things that could happen yeah like I really don't want that (laughs) um and someone said to me oh is that because you don't want to pass on your disability um no that's just because I don't want a child to look after right now with you know shitty nappies and everything else that comes with it and no sleep that that's the reason the reason I never I love once, my bed <laughs> yeah I was like never once has my limb difference or disability been brought into this conversation so please don't make that assumption yeah. that that's the reason why I don't want a child again that goes back to outdated horrible 
misconceptions yeah. about disability and how you wouldn't want a disabled child. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, some of these questions, I just think, do these people think before they say these things? Or <laughs> I honestly love hearing about these because I think the more that you like highlight how bizarre some of the questions that you get, and like part of me really hopes that out there there's someone who listens to this and they're like, oh, like, I definitely shouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> or they think a bit more before they do ask, like what I would deem a ludicrous question. Mm-hmm. Because they're just like, sometimes it's like people have absolutely no filter, no boundary, no nothing. And you're like, where were you raised? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know if it's just because I was, this is my life. So I know like, that's a strange thing to ask, but yeah, some of the questions I just think, was you not taught that this is rude? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's, I'm a hundred percent with you because I, and I say this quite a lot. I forget that the normal or like what is quote unquote normal anyway, but like, I forget that disability and being disabled isn't everybody's experience. Like mm-hmm. that, that's something that I don't think about at all. Like when I go to Sainsbury's, like I'm like, oh yeah, people just get in their shopping, whatever. And I completely forget that people watching me like balance all my food on like one arm <laughs> is like, yeah. is not the normal. Whereas like, of course it is for me because it's my lived reality, but for other people it's not. And so I, I kind of understand like why people have questions, but at the same time, I'm like, either keep your questions to yourself or at least engage with me and like, we can maybe have like a back and t- like, you know, to and fro and we can maybe like, you know, have a little chat. Mm-hmm. If you're going to congratulate me for carrying my sushi, <laughs> be like, well done you, by the way, how do you do this? And yep. be like, come on, Sharon. Like, I don't, I, we, we aren't friends. Like, I can't tell you this. And like, yeah. also, I don't need to tell you this either. Like, I don't owe you information. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think questions are important because that's how people learn. And how that's how you can change people's perspective. But there also is like a line that can be crossed. And if it's a rude question, um, you know, like you say, you do not owe anyone anything in terms of like medical history or anything that you don't want to share. That's fine. Like you get a lot of people who are like open to any question. Mm. But you also get people, I think it's important to know and to realize that we're in a great space now mentally, like with who we are and we are saying, you know, we are proud and we are disabled. Yeah. However, there's a lot of people who are disabled who have even not accepted that yet, who are in a super dark place, who do not want those questions. Um, That would have been my absolute worst nightmare at 16 years old. Like I would have physically cried on the spot. I used to cry if I used to think someone was like looking at me in a shopping centre yeah. That was just from being stared at. So, you know, if someone had approached me and said, oh, like, can I, do you mind just telling me how you tie your shoelaces? Like, that's really interesting. Yeah. No. So I think, yeah, absolutely. Like, questions are amazing because that's how people learn. But, like, everyone is also very different. So those situations need to be approached with, like, a super sensitive, cautious mindset. Mm. I absolutely agree. I think questions are important. And I think that there's, like you said, like questions are for learning, but it has to be in the right context and, and it has to be contextually in the right setting. Yeah. So like the supermarket person no. <laughs> is not the right setting. <laughs> Boots is not the right setting. Yeah. Over dinner 
questionable depends how well I know you (laughs) Mm, all of these things have to be taken into consideration and I think it's so important as well what you just said about other people who might not be as accepting of disability as we are because there's a lot of people who acquire their disability Mm -hmm. and even having questions about how that happened can actually be really triggering and really traumatic and whilst questions are amazing and what you said is so right do approach with caution because you don't know what mental trigger you might pull by asking these questions particularly around acquired disabilities that are from an accident or you know like you never know how someone became disabled if it's they acquired it whereas like I'm pretty open I'm like yeah I was was born very disabled like there's no way that I'm not going to be disabled (laughs) yeah yeah 100% same for everyone no and like I never actually used to accept the word disability like if you'd if someone had said to me like oh you're you disabled I'd be like no don't say that I'm not disabled like please don't use that word because until that that's because I never had any education on disability I didn't understand what it was to be disabled I only knew the negative things attached to being disabled so I thought it meant you wasn't independent um and I just saw it as a negative thing Mm mm-hmm so I was like, no, I'm not disabled. And then yeah. I got my Instagram. I started to follow lots of different people. I don't just follow people with limb differences. I like to follow literally anyone with a disability. I'm like, I want to learn. I want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the more I know, the better. And then I started to read a lot about disability. I was like, oh, like this isn't this horrible thing that I've been brought to believe. Yeah. Like, and I educated myself. No one educated me. I went out and I read that material and I saw lots of different posts about it. And then that changed my attitude on disability. And I was like, it's not a bad thing. And I mm-hmm. am a disabled person. Like, I mm-hmm. am. And I, I'm not going to deny it anymore because it's not something that I should be ashamed of. Yeah. Um, but I also do appreciate that there is other people out there that aren't at that point yet and don't like to be referred to as disabled. But I... Um, a proud disabled woman I honestly love that because disability is a journey regardless of whether it's acquired or congenital like it is there's no two ways about it and nobody and I also like to point this out nobody gives you like a stamp if you become disabled or you decide to identify as disabled you don't suddenly get like a welcome pack through the post being like this is the history and like this is everything about everyone like enjoy that doesn't exist So you do have to go out there because disability history is not taught in schools. Disability education is not taught in schools. So everything that, like like you said, everything you know, and also equally everything I know is either through lived experience or because I've learned it from someone else. Yeah. Because that's the only way that you learn about disability because we don't have like a structured curriculum for it. Like it doesn't exist. So how lucky are we that we're like, in a time where we can learn about it quite freely because I always Mm. think at what point is it going to become a bit regimented because at some point it will do but like we're quite lucky like we're getting to learn off loads of different people that like you know even 10-15 years ago we would never ever have had any interaction or connections with and I think that that is the most powerful thing yeah a hundred percent and I think I didn't even know what the word ableism meant never even heard of it until about maybe two and a half years ago 
if you just said that to me, I was like, what? What's that? And now I'm like, I know so much from yeah. just just starting an Instagram and following people. And I'm like, wow, it it's shocking how much stuff is out there that probably I still don't know because yeah. I've not come across it yet. I wouldn't have known what ableism was unless I probably sub- you know, I just stumbled across it one day but accidentally on my Instagram feed. And I was like, oh, did some research into it. I was like, oh, yeah. this is what ableism is. <laughs> Looked at some examples of it and I was like, okay, so I've faced ableism pretty much all my life. I didn't even know it had a name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So- exactly that. And it is like, I remember as well, the first time I was like, what is ableism? I can't really remember like how it came about. And I remember reading and I was like, oh my God, someone's been stalking me. (laughs) That's literally how I felt because I was like, these experiences happen to me like daily basis. Yeah. And then once you're able to be like, okay, that's ableism. And like, you're favoring the able or the non-disabled because they are not disabled. Doesn't mean that they're any better. Like, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean just because you can lift heavier than I can doesn't make you a better person. Yeah. And when you put it like that, it's wild, isn't it? Like, it's genuinely so wild that we, like, you know, society favors the non-disabled. That blows my mind because I always think about all the disabled people that I know and every single one of them has some of the most incredible, powerful traits out of humans that Mm -hmm. people who who aren't disabled wish that they had. And they're never going to get. Like, I'm sorry, you're not. (laughs) You're not as cool as us. (laughs) (laughs) I know, honestly, it was my friend Nicole who was telling me about a study was done and it was found that people with limb differences are actually better at problem solving than those yeah. without. Yeah. 100%. And it's like, yeah, because we've had to adapt to literally everything in our life, yeah. everything that we've come across, we've solved that problem and found our own way to do it. And it's just stuff like that. Like, yeah, we have got like amazing skills because we've, we've had to develop those through yeah. other things that we've done as those then give us those attributes. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing, and I think it's great how attitudes are changing slowly. Yeah, but surely. <laughs> and by doing things like this, like you've got this podcast, it's amazing that you can speak to so many different people and elevate those voices. Yeah, and yeah. that that's the way that we're going to change the world. Like, look at us, global changers. <laughs> we'll have that on my tombstone, please and thank you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Superwoman over here. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Casual. Don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got one final question for you, and you've actually already said it. So, which makes me think I already know the answer to the question. But that is Shannon. Can you say that you're disabled and proud? I am disabled and proud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for giving up your time today, and thank you so much for being so honest and open about your journey because I think a lot of people are going to really resonate with that because it's not easy to talk about hardship it really isn't and I really applaud you for talking about it so openly and and thank you for doing it on this platform I think it's invaluable and sharing that only ever makes the world a better place yeah well thank you for having me on and honestly no it's been a pleasure like I love having these conversations and being open and as honest as possible, I feel like is the only way to help people. So it yeah. is my pleasure. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And we'll speak soon. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disabled and Proud. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps us to reach more and more people each week. Plus, if you've got a particular highlight, then I'd absolutely love to hear it. Tag me on your Insta stories at Disabled and Proud Podcast.